Hello, film fans. Welcome to the Film vs. Film podcast. My name is Martin Harries, your host, and I'm joined by the film encyclopedia man, Boaz Dix. We are a couple of filmmakers on occasion, but mainly can't stop yapping about movies. On this podcast, every episode we pick a topic from a film that's coming out at the cinema or on VOD. Myself and Boaz pick our favourite film from that topic, or team up against a guest and battle it out to decide which film will become the greatest film of all time. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe. Please enjoy part one. Hello, Potteroonies. Welcome to the Film vs. Film podcast this week as... Potteroonies? Yeah, I, I haven't uh, dished out Potteroonies for a while. Are you Harley Quinn? What the fuck's going on there? <laughs> you clearly don't listen to me when I do the podcast intro sometimes. <laughs> no, I, I tune out. I tend to tune out until it's my turn to speak. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, The Grey Man is hitting Netflix, uh, the new Russo Brothers film, the most expensive uh, Netflix film to hit Netflix, so that's very exciting. And The Grey Man himself is... Ryan Gosling, so we are going to talk about Ryan Gosling films, and we were going to have a guest this week, uh, we did the meet and greet and everything from uh, back to the Blockbuster podcast, but unfortunately he had to drop out for reasons um, I won't go into, so we kind of c- couldn't really change the films because of it was so last minute, Yeah, and of course I am joined by... A man who's a little bit crazy, a little bit, a tiny, tiny bit stupid at times, <laughs> and just a really, really nice guy. Bowers Dix, how are you, sir? That was touching. Did you see what I did there? Yes. <laughs> that was, yeah, you, you you combined both movies. He did the thing. You know, yeah, did. that was great. Good, good job. I did the thing. I've not done that before. I don't think <laughs> combining both. I always try. Yeah. I always kind of pick one and like, oh, okay, let's just focus on that one. That's funnier. But I did yeah. both, which was you did both. quite easy, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> we should do it more often. Yeah. So, I mean, are you, are you excited for The Grey Man? You've seen the trailers? Never even heard of it. I've never seen anything about it. Okay. <laughs> I think the only one okay. that has ever told me anything about it was you when you we're talking about this episode <laughs> otherwise i have no no clue oh, what the right. hell the gray man is it's basically a spy film boaz is probably gonna watch the trailer now on silent <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm probably gonna watch the trailer maybe when we're finished so it doesn't distract but yeah no never heard of it it looks pretty awesome you know other than drive uh, you know ryan gusling isn't and maybe blade runner 2049 he's not a huge action guy i don't think as an actor but the action from this from the trailer looks pretty epic yeah drive wasn't really an action film though no i mean there there, there's a car chase in it there's a few car chases but i mean but this is like a proper full-on like proper action film action spy thriller you know Mm. with chris evans as a horrible uh, moustache on him (laughs) (laughs) but um is chris evans the bad guy yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's the moustache that's yeah. controlling him, like making him do bad things. Possibly. I mean, mm. it does look very dastardly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so should we go with um, back to the blockbusters choice? They picked Crazy Stupid Love. Unfortunately, I don't know why they picked it, but um, 
but yeah, I thought I think it's a really interesting choice. I'm not a huge fan of like rom-coms, but I kind of enjoyed this one. For me, with rom-coms, I'm like, if you've seen The Apartment and yeah, when Harry met Sally, like you've probably seen them all, frankly, in my yeah. opinion. But you know, this one, this one's pretty decent, I would say, like with, with all the multiple storylines. So what happens in Crazy Stupid Love, Bass? So Steve Carell plays Cal Weaver. And uh, he's going on a date night with his wife. They've been together for uh, many years. His wife is Julianne Moore. She plays his wife, Emily. And she wants a divorce. On the drive back home, she starts discussing that she had an affair uh, with Kevin Bacon. Who hasn't, really? But um, Kevin, And so he jumps out of the car, which is hilarious. I thought that was a really funny scene. And basically, so he gets a divorce and he starts wasting his days in this bar he meets uh, Ryan Gosling's character, Jacob, and he teaches him to be a ladies' man. Yeah. You're going to be a real man, and you know we're going to get you out of this funk. Uh, meanwhile, Ryan Gosling's character is uh, attracted to Emma Stone, uh, Emma Stone's character, Hannah. And there's a lot of like people in love. And also, what was it? Uh, Steve Carell's son, he's in love with the babysitter. The babysitter is in love with Steve Carell. It's a bit messy. And a lot of people who were... Uh crazy and stupid yeah they they act very crazy and stupid <laughs> all of them for love hence the title <laughs> yes uh so initial reactions bars what did you think of this one i mean are you a fan of rom-coms in general or i'm not exactly sure like there are some rom-coms i like <laughs> like love actually i know that's whatever but you know i like that one and uh, i mean i've watched a couple of rom-coms you know a lot of hugh grant ones actually uh, but I wouldn't say like I'm a massive fan, you know, it's just, you know, if they're on or whatever. This was quite funny. It wasn't like, uh, probably not in my top 10 or, or top 50 funny films, but you know, there are funny bits in it. It yeah. was also really awkward. And I think that's kind of interesting, you know, it's like super awkward, especially, yeah. you know, and I think, you know, sometimes that really worked and was is quite in- interesting. Other times it felt a little, felt a little forced or a bit too much. But at the end, you know, I thought it was I thought it was an okay film. Yeah, I mean, Steve Carell is definitely Mr. Awkward in, in a lot of his films. Yeah, <laughs> certainly yeah. his comedy films. But um... <laughs> so directing then, um, I really like the montage scene where Ryan Gosling, who plays Jacob, is like hitting on all these girls at the bar, and obviously he's doing it really well. You know, and the scene contrasts that with Steve Carell's character, Cal, hitting on girls really badly. <laughs> yeah. And there's like an incredibly funny and awkward scene where Cal is talking about his daughter who can't find Mr. Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> and Cal thinks he's doing a really good job, like laughing and enjoying himself. Then <laughs> cut to Jacob and this other girl who's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But being like completely still, like just so funny and simple the way that cut to jacob's reaction was so i just really yeah. enjoyed that moment <laughs> yeah, that was just the, i mean this film has some really great sharp cutting to it to create a lot of the comedy which i thought was really good i love the slow motion shot on this really uh beautiful girl that that makes eye contact with cow in the bar oh yeah that was that was really good and you're like Yes, Cal has done it. He's going to hit it off with someone. Finally, yeah. But no, it's just the bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like $800. Why do you keep <laughs> going to that bar, man? It's way too expensive. I know. That is absurd. <laughs> you know, the scene does like a really good job of convincing you he's, you know, he's found someone, but nope. 
Um, I'd say a scene that really stuck in my head is after um, he sleeps with uh, Marissa Tomei, then he's finally got, you know, he knows how to do this, yeah. And uh, you have another montage thing, and I quite like that, of the camera panning across the bar. And everywhere it pans, it's like it's it's him in another chair, like at different times, but it's just done as if it's panning across the bar from table to table. But then he's like on that table that day, then on the a different table the next day, but it's all just one yeah. cut. I quite like that. Yeah. I thought that was a that was a great way to do a montage. Yeah, that was my favorite shot actually because it's all lo- like long take, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's my favorite shot. You know, there's some nice slow mo in there. It goes from each corner of the bar um, mm. really smoothly. I really enjoyed that shot actually. I initially had this scene in screenwriting, but I think you could probably put it in all three. Frankly, I think it's probably one of my favorite scenes of the whole film. There's a really nice moment when Cal has has been doing Emily's gardening at night, which is a bit weird, to be honest, but um, (laughs) Emily randomly calls Cal when he's in the garden, uh, and she's saying uh, she's in the basement and the pilot light has gone out uh, on the boiler, and she needs help to fix it, but Cal can see that she's in the kitchen through the window, but Cal doesn't call her out on it. He plays along, helping her to fix the boiler. It's just a really nice, tender, sweet moment between the characters. Arguably the most romantic scene in the film for me. I thought that was really cute, I guess. Yeah, that was good. Really tender. Yeah, it was, it was really nice. <laughs> yeah. Just the way it was like framed. Just great acting as well, I would say. You know, I suppose the, the dramatic speech at the end, you know, where uh, Steve Carell gives his two cents about love because his son is kind of... <laughs> You know, thinks it's all a a lie because of everything that's happened to him. I mean, that was done pretty well. And, you know, I mean, cliche-wise, but, you know, still done pretty well. Mm. Of, like, you know, the camera going back to him and it's like, yeah, I can't let him say this. And then he's, <laughs> you know, he stands up and gives his speech. I like how they keep the awkwardness, though. He stands up and then he's like, oh, yeah. shit, what have I done? Sort of on his face. <laughs> yeah. And he's got to awkwardly walk down the yeah. steps and you know everybody's looking at him you know they don't like cut from him to then back to the podium you know they they drag it out really wonderfully <laughs> yeah exactly you know the point is it's really awkward him getting down from the stand and then everybody looking at him and then him having to go in front of the podium and then but the point is it's cutting away you know because usually you would make a cut there you would make cuts you know i object yeah, yeah. or whatever that uh, that big scene that's in a lot of films there would be a cut there then there'd be a cut at the podium or there'd be a cut of gaffs or whatever but it's it makes it very awkward and drawn out because you know it's awkward you know i would say this i'll say this in directing but also writing but one of my favorite scenes is where like all the plots converge where he's doing a huge romantic thing for his wife um to try and win her back she's blindfolded yeah yeah she's blindfolded and lots of things happen and i just thought it was amazingly uh well set up and then well edited together of like uh the babysitter driving after her dad the dad going to fucking kill steve carell (laughs) steve carell um finding out his daughter is is going out with uh, ryan gosling's character and just everything kicking off, and uh, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're, they're all hitting each other and throwing shit at each other. <laughs> the fight they have is so awkward. It's so awkward. Yeah, and Ryan Gosling's just like, "What the fuck yeah. is happening?" I'm like, "This is supposed to be a fight." Or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love, I love, I love where they're all wrestling each other and pushing each other, and like 
Ryan is trying to protect Steve by pushing the dad off him. He's going to like kill him with a dollhouse or something. I can't remember. He picks up something. <laughs> oh yeah, the windmill. Uh, is it? No, yeah, that was a, a mi- yeah the miniature golf yeah. windmill. Yeah, he's going to like smash his head in with that. <laughs> and uh, Ryan Gosling punches him. And then Steve Carell gets up and then attack rugby tackles. It just gets crazy. And then I love how it calms down when uh, Kevin Bacon walks in. And he's like, he says his name, uh, what was it, Landhagen? And it's like, that's yeah. the guy that cheated Land on. Landhagen, man. Land, yeah, Land that Hagen. was it, Landhagen. Yeah, okay, yeah, I keep making it. Because like everything stops then. And then fucking Ryan Gosling knocks him out. And I just love that. And then it just goes crazy yeah. again. Yeah, that was really well done. That was really funny. Certainly from a directional standpoint it was really well done the fact that they hold the camera pretty simply during that kind of that rugby scrum which is supposed to be a fight in yeah you know ryan gosling's eyes but like when you know steve carell is is giving a speech or something and then all of a sudden the babysitter's dad just (laughs) you know tackles him (laughs) from nowhere that was that was amazing yeah just the way that was shot as well yeah directing score for me, I would probably go like a 7.8, I would say. How about you, sir? Uh, probably not that high. Maybe a 7. Okay. Maybe 7.4. For sure, this this the directing is not the strongest element of this film. No <laughs> way, I don't think at all. Yeah. Um I mean there's some really nice cutting to create some of the, a lot of the comedy in this. Yeah. Well, some of the comedy, I would say, not a lot. I think the I think the editing is is pretty on point, but beyond I think like one or two shots, I can't think of. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being too hard on it, but maybe that's what I'm thinking. I do think the editing is pretty good, though. Screenplay, then. I mean, I really like the scene where Jacob and Cal are at the bar again. A lot of scenes in bars, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jacob thinks Cal is ready to talk to a lady. But Cal moans and whines at Jacob about how he talks to women. But Cal says exactly what Jacob does with quite some detail. Then Cal has a light bulb moment that he's ready to talk to women. Yeah. So Cal talks to Marissa Matome's character, Kate. <laughs> it's going well, but when she says she doesn't drink, it throws off Cal completely. <laughs> and he says everything that he shouldn't be saying about what happens with his wife. Yeah. You know, you think she's going to run a mile until he he says i was supposed to say that you are the perfect combination of sexy and cute and then kate's like yep yes please (laughs) (laughs) i just like how the scene makes you think that this is never going to happen for cal then at the last minute they hook up i thought it's clever writing yeah i love because he's trying to do like uh ryan gosling stuff and it's coming across as very offensive like um you know i'm a i'm a teacher boring boring impress me and she's like what you know and so she goes to leave but then he has this huge bloody uh monologue of like yeah i got kids you know my wife she left me had sex with uh Hogan, you know whatever lyndon Hogan or whatever Kevin Bacon. and just saying all this shit and then says the cute and sexy thing and just kept keeps with this verbal diarrhea of all his life problems the only thing she heard is, you think I'm cute and sexy? <laughs> I like that. Oh, that was quite funny. I wasn't sure some of the storylines worked that well in the movie outside of the adult characters. Like Cal's son crushing on his babysitter does feel a little irritating at times. 
I felt like a lot of the scenes when when we're with those characters, I kind of wanted to get back to, you know, Ryan Gosling or mm. Steve Carell or, or Julianne Moore's characters. And there's just not enough for Emma Stone's character to do, I don't think. And when Emma Stone gets together with Jacob, it feels a little far-fetched, like knowing what we know about Jacob. But, you know, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone have amazing chemistry, you know, in, in yeah. that scene in his apartment especially. So you can forgive that a little bit, but I was, when a lot of the side characters were on screen, I was like, can we get back to the adult characters, please, soon? Please, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I get what you mean. Did you get that feeling? or? Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're right. I think especially with the son... Where you're like, come on, man, like fucking like let go of it, you know, like <laughs> Yeah. Move on. <laughs> yeah, move on. How many times has she literally got to shout at you? Leave me the fuck alone. You're you're turning into a bit of a stalker yeah. here. This is a bit crazy. I know it's not the point of the film that you're you the film is trying to say like fight for your soulmate and stuff, but um yeah. and obviously now, you know, age differences shouldn't be a factor in, in who you fall in love with. But I think it's different when they're children. <laughs> yeah. And she's 17 and he's 13. And especially when at the end, the one thing that didn't work for me at all is when Jessica is like, she's happy to wait and, and the and the son is happy to wait. but And she gives him the naked picture of herself. That's really icky to me. Like, <laughs> Who the fuck does that? I'm like, really? <laughs> That is weird. <laughs> if that gets out, her life is ruined at school, at high school, you know. Yeah, no, I know. College or yeah, FBI agents just surrounding the house. <laughs> yeah. Taking her down in weird. No, the kid came off as really creepy. I think especially where uh, he goes to her high school, you know, professes her love. I mean, that, that was pretty fucking crazy. On like a stage and a curtain. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. That's not how you win a, win a girl. Yeah. Do you remember he paints a large J on his you know, on his body, just pulls his clothes yeah. off. He's got a Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like good God, Matt. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I was thirteen. I wasn't stupid enough to do that <laughs> when, I, when I fancied a girl. I'm like, I would just awkwardly yeah. not talk to her. Yeah, um, <laughs> just shove her, just push her a little, or whatever. Just mask your feelings. Um, we've talked about this scene already, but from certainly from a writing point of view when all the storylines and characters come together near the end with the surprise party for emily it's absolutely hilarious but for me why it's so good is because it starts off with jessica's parents finding the naked picture of her and her father sees red and goes right after cal in his car then as the party scene develops you're so conscious about jessica's dad crashing the party at any moment then all of a sudden hannah and jacob turn up and you're like oh no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you were thinking about jessica's dad coming the whole time ryan gosling especially is amazing when cow asks his <laughs> youngest kids to go inside <laughs> jacob says can i come <laughs> it's done so sharply and brilliantly from ryan gosling yeah yeah, so from a writing point of view, it's it's really clever how this film actually manipulates you with the comedy and the surprises, to be mm. fair. Um, I also like uh, some of the lines when uh, Ryan Gosling and, you know, goes to Emma Stone's... Uh, no, Emma Stone's goes to his place. They, You know, she kisses him at the bar and they go... Yeah. To... I thought that was quite funny. Like, she's just being, again, because, you know, that's what you could say with most of the characters here, just awkward as fuck. Um, like, <laughs> really not knowing what to say or do with him is like, you know, what's your moves? You know, it's like, I'm not going to show you my moves. Um, tell me, your, you know, your 
your big move or whatever. Yeah, your biggest move. Yeah, your biggest move. And he says, okay, I play uh, Dirty Dancing on the you know, record player, and I say I can do the hold from Dirty Dancing. And he's like, that works bullshit, you know? And so he tries it with it. I thought that was quite <laughs> funny. Yeah. I also like yeah. when, you know, he takes off his shirt and she's like, well, because there's a whole thing for him to get, you know, get his shirt yeah. taken off. It's like, take off your shirt. It's like, no, you know. Yeah. And what the hell does she say? She's like, she says, fuck, seriously, it's like you're photoshopped. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was a great line. Yeah. And then later he's like, can I put my shirt back on now? <laughs> yeah. There are some brilliant lines. There's kind of a cool one at the start uh, between Cal and Emily where I think they're talking to their kids or something. And he says, I'm sorry you jumped out of a car. I'm sorry if she thought fought you on the broccoli. I thought that was cute. <laughs> mm. I made an effort when you were younger, didn't I? I mean, miniature golf and dancing. You were such a great dancer. I had to be. You were such a good miniature golfer. Again, <laughs> and really nice, cute one between yeah. Cal and Emily. <laughs> a very naughty one, which I may cut out, but <laughs> deep breath. For JJ, <laughs> when she sees the <laughs> oh yeah, when she sees the picture, yeah, that was funny. But I think my favorite line is when Cal is shopping with Jacob in this shoe shop. No, it's sunglasses, a sunglasses shop or something. Jacob says to him, "You see, the problem is, is that your head is like, like the proportions are like a styrofoam peanut." Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is harsh because Ryan Gosling's <laughs> head is oddly shaped to me. Like it's like it's growing another head from the back of his head. <laughs> it's like it's unbalanced at the back a bit for me. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a bit sticking out a bit at the back, dude. <laughs> so I mean that's a bit harsh on Steve, yeah, who has I think quite a normally shaped head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe he's projecting. Uh, uh, you got a favorite line then? So I, I thought it was funny because I mean you were talking about it where. Uh, he realizes that Ryan has actually been teaching him, even though he's just been getting girls or whatever. And I like wh when he realizes that, because he says, well, what's the first thing you, that I say to a girl? Well, the first thing you say is usually this. And da, da, da. And he goes through the whole list of how he does it. And I love Steve Carell's like, holy shit, you Mr. Miyagi'd me. <laughs> From the Karate Kid. I quite like that. I thought that was quite funny. I, I thought it was funny after that really big speech that Steve Carell does about how love is good and you should fight for your soulmate. And then, you know, his boy is like, uh, I love you, Jack Jessica, and I'll never stop loving you. And then he goes through all this really cringy shit and his dad has to cut him off before he says, like, uh, you know, I'm glad you saw me while I was under my covers, <laughs> you know, like jerking off or whatever. But before yeah. he gets to say that, He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He takes the mic off of him. <laughs> yeah. God, fucking <laughs> That kid is a fucking pervert. That guy's going to get arrested when he gets older. Yeah, he's <laughs> going to be a sex offender when he gets older. <laughs> yeah. I also like the one that I think you just said before, um, fuck, it looks like you're Photoshopped. That's a good one. Yeah, Emma Stone is really good in this, even yeah, though she's not in it very much. We have done a Emma Stone episode. Check that one out. <laughs> yeah. If you like Emma Stone. That was... The Amazing Spider-Man versus The Favourite, a very favourite of mine, actually. Yeah, where she does, like, the best hand, hand job acting I have ever yes. seen. Yeah, <laughs> We talked at length about that scene. Uh, you did? Yeah, <laughs> you did. yeah an eight-inch length about her technique. 
Yeah, incredible. Christ, this episode <laughs> is very sexual today. <laughs> <laughs> Which episode is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> right, my screenplay score is—I'll <laughs> go like a solid eight. I think. I think it's very clever the way you know a lot of the the, the storylines come together for the funniest scene, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the film, yeah, it definitely it definitely feels earned, even though there are a lot of uh, a lot of annoying things that I think you could you could get rid of. Yes, yeah, some of the. Uh, shall I go eight? I don't know. But again, like a lot of the other characters do feel lot sh- a very short change, so <sighs> I'll go seven point I don't know, it's hmm. <laughs> I'll go seven point eight again. I think. Do you know you you son of a bitch, because that's actually what I was gonna say. But anyway, I was okay. gonna go seven point eight. I I literally was. I'm All not right, like yeah. I'm not copying you. I did a U, like a reverse ferret on my Yeah thing. Yeah, I do that too many <laughs> times. I was gonna say seven point eight. I think that seems okay, fair. Cool. Yeah, I think it's really good and really funny. But I, I do agree with you. There are some some characters that feel a little, as you said, shortchanged or not developed enough, or in it too much, like the sun. <laughs> but you know, acting then, like when Josh Groban turns up and is giving a toast about Hannah Emma Stone's character becoming a lawyer. He's dressed in a very plain suit, and in the way and the way he carries himself and gives his toast, and the way he keeps calling her Hannah Banana, it just screams asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it was funny when he's starting to tell like an old story, and Liz, her friend, interrupts saying, "Oh dear God, cheers, everyone," <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was hilarious from her. Yeah. Um, so I think. He did a great job of looking like a dick right from the first frame in that scene, to be fair. Then in the next scene where we see him, where Emma Stone thinks he's going to propose to her, Emma Stone is amazing when she's drinking like <laughs> pure gin uh, and, and leaves him. That was great. Yeah, that was good, actually. I like that. Yeah, a face of absolute embarrassment and horror. It's like, But it's crazy because for anybody else, that would be an amazing... You know, it's a job offer, a really high job offer in a law firm. Mm. She wants to get married. She's like, what the fuck, man? You know? Yeah. And yeah, I I do (laughs) like that where she just like, boom, boom, downed like three gins, which she doesn't like. (laughs) Yeah, Amazon has great comedy chops on her. Yeah, I think so. I love the scene in the shoe shop when Jacob asks for Cal's credit card and Cal gets out his wallet and all you hear is this loud rip of Velcro from his wallet. (laughs) Yeah. And Ryan Gosling looks at it, looks at it, and turns away slightly, and looks at him like he's absolutely disgusted. <laughs> yeah, I love the fact that later in the montage scene, Steve Carell opens the wallet right in his face. <laughs> that was a funny moment too. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's improvised as well. You know, <laughs> yeah. Steve Carell. But I think one of my favorite performances is from Marissa Tomei. Her performance at the teacher parent conference. <laughs> Cow and Emily have just had this nice moment of reflection then marissa tomei's character kate opens the door and it's incredibly awkward when they go into the classroom you know marissa tomei does this amazing freak out using the word asshole and says (laughs) asshole is it someone who allows a woman to go down for 45 minutes because he's nervous Uh, (laughs) then you get steve carell and julia more disgusted reaction then come back to marissa murray licking her lips really aggressively and it's really quite scary it's like oh my god what's she gonna do (laughs) 
Like, why are you licking your lips so aggressively? Yeah, get out that, of there, man! That Run! Was, that was really funny. <laughs> I do like, uh, you know, even just at the beginning, where uh, how Steve Carell acts when he is just absolutely devastated that this, ha- 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 you know, happened to him. I like uh, as well when he's got the moving van and he's really just trying to ignore her and everything she's because yeah. she, she's trying to explain herself, and I quite like that scene, you know, uh, just dramatically where she's trying to explain herself and he is. He's almost in denial where he's just like, yeah, you should, you need to water the plants, keep them watered and just really doesn't want to look at her and just wants to forget about this shit and just leave. Yeah. And then the gut punch mm. where she's like, you know, we changed, didn't we? You know, you've maybe you've changed. He goes, yeah, that was probably after you slept with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon was porking her. Oh. <laughs> Give oh, another sausage. Oh, <laughs> all that sausage talk from last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I was going to say is that Julianne Moore, I would say, probably has the most authentic performance, I guess. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. With the emotional stuff, I yeah. would say. But my favourite performance, I'm going Ryan Gosling. I think just he's showing like real great comedy chops in this film. I'm saying chops a lot. It must be all this sausage and yeah, you are. porking talk. <laughs> <laughs> It's all the meats, yeah. Christ. Oh, it's so good that I'm not a vegetarian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded wrong. God. <laughs> Just unsubscribed by all the vegetarians uh, out there. Stop talking, Martin. No, I'm the host. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite performance? Definitely from the uh, the pigs. The pet pig. The pig. Yeah. There are no pigs in this, man. <laughs> Come on. I might say, oh, fucking hell. I think either Emma, yeah, I'm, I might go Emma Stone. Actually, I think I might go Emma Stone. Oh, okay. Yeah, as I think we said, she's not really in it as much, but I do like. I just I like her scenes. I think they're just really really funny. So acting score for me, I would probably give this my highest score for this film. I would say because I think Steve Carell is amazing. Like in everything i don't think i've ever yeah. seen steve carell like, even though he's in bad films sometimes he's always really fucking good mm. so and, and as we said he's the king of awkwardness yeah <laughs> and as we've said many times on this podcast actually comedy is really hard to do and people underestimate how difficult comedy acting is like yeah. to get the timing right and steve carell is definitely one of the best and ryan gosling is is the same actually you know he's mm. a very varied actor in in the roles that he chooses certainly nowadays so i'll go like an 8.4 for me how about you sir uh i'll go an 8.2 i think right let's add up the scores then for crazy stupid love crazy stupid love gets 47.4 so not bad not bad at all to be fair that's it for part one thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed it Check out part two to see who wins. But don't stop there. Get involved and tell us what your favourite films are relating to the episodes. Send us a DM or comment on Instagram and TikTok at Film vs. Film Podcast for Twitter at FVF underscore podcast. If you do, we'll give you a shout out on the next episode. If you're feeling really generous, you can buy us a one-off coffee at our Buy Me A Coffee account. Remember, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe. Pod signing off.